Shalom Aleichem. We'll learn tonight a little bit more on the words of the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. There are many more great, super important things that I would love to read with you, but uh, there is not enough time in this world. So Moshe was a shepherd of the, this world. And Hashem said to remember the oath that he made to Avraham, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov. Very important um, to say to our public that are or Christian or Muslims. Um, again, I really don't care if people wants to like go negative and think in a negative way and of course that many times the reasons why people are upset with people of Israel and Jewish people is because of some mistakes in the Jewish people like we're not claiming to be perfect but um, with all our lackings with all our lack of perfection it does not mean that Hashem did not uh, give us gave us something very very special to hold um, that he did not gave to no no one else so the thing I wanted to mention and it's important um, is that the blessing that Hashem gave to Abraham is the same blessing that he passed to Yitzchak and it's the same blessing that he passed to Yaakov and therefore, the blessing passed from Yaakov to his children, and all the children of Yaakov are the twelve tribes. I hope you understand the message. So Moshe saw Hashem, the Creator, in the burning bush, and Hashem sent him to Pharaoh. That was the first main prophecy and revealing in a vision in a sight physical sight that Hashem shown himself to Moshe and sent him to go to Pharaoh to make wonders and miracles over there Moshe went back to his father-in-law Jethro and told him I need to go back to my brothers to my siblings that are in Egypt he took his wife Okay, so it's written here in a very short way. It's written, for an example, in other sources that Moshe was arguing with Hashem for seven days and seven nights um, for that uh, request of Hashem, that Hashem sent him, told him, go to Pharaoh, and Moshe for seven days and seven nights, he was arguing with Hashem, claiming he's not worthy for that job, was not able and to even consider and thinking on himself as a messenger and a savior and a redeemer and a leader. He felt that he was so like far away from, from authority, from kingship. He was the most humble person in the world. And as well, after he came um, 
to, to his father-in-law and told him, I'm going now to my brothers that are in Egypt. So it's written immediately. He took his wife and on the way. So things took, took time. It was not like in five minutes they were out. There were conversations, there were situations over there. And they stopped on the way in a place like a hotel, a place, a motel, a place to stop and relax. And Hashem, um, like rebuked him, Hashem shown him that he did not circumcise his son. Moshe was, he had two children and the second one, the younger one, was very, very young, few days old and he did not want to circumcise him because the danger because of the danger um on the way on the way in the desert it's a dangerous thing to circumcise a child a baby and moshe thought to himself that if he will circumcise his son it might be dangerous for him and he didn't want him to be hurt god forbid but because of the holiness of Moshe, the demand from him was very high. And the fact that he did not circumcise his son, considered to him as a big failure. So an angel came to punish Moshe for that. And Moshe fell in front of the angel. So that angel was terrifying, very scary to Moshe. And Moshe fell in front of him. So Tzipora, his wife, that was very wise, took, she realized exactly what's the situation, what happened. She took the knife made out of stone, Tzur, a sharp stone, and she circumcised her son. And she saved her husband and her son from the hand of the angel. So you see the wisdom of Tzipporah saved the life of Moshe. So everything from that moment and on is by the merit of Tzipporah. All the great things that Moshe did, we owe it all to Tzipporah that saved his life. And Hashem said to Aharon, revealed himself to Aaron, the, brother, the elder brother of Moshe, and told him, go towards Moshe to the desert. So he went. And he met him in the mountain of God. He met him in Mount Sinai. He kissed him and saw, and Aaron saw the children and his wife. So Aaron asked him, who are they for you, those for you? Moshe answered to Aaron, the kids, that they are the kids that Hashem gave me in the land of Midian. And that thing was very bad in the eyes of Aaron. And Aaron was a man of mercy, a very merciful and kind person. And he could not think even about that, that Moshe is taking soft little babies with him into Egypt. That was so dangerous for them. So Aaron told him, told Moshe, on the first ones that are there, we feel so sorry. And you're coming to add more on them? Like, 
not only on the people that are captive and being used as slaves and being molested and, and hurt, abused in Egypt, the Israeli souls that are in Egypt now, we feel so bad for them. Now you're bringing other children of Israel, like your children, you're bringing them as well to Egypt. So Moshe said to his wife Tzipora to go back to the house of her father, and she did so. Think about the sacrifice of this holy woman Tzipora. Always we need to think about that. How much she gave to the nation of Israel when she is a convert. And she chose to do something so, so big, to give her life and the life of her husband in that way allowed him to dedicate his life to that mission. And then Moshe and Aaron came to Egypt. So she's going back alone. A woman with two babies, riding her donkey, her camel, whatever, going back in, alone in the desert towards her father's house. And she did so. And then Moshe and Aaron came to Egypt, and they came immediately to the house of Pharaoh. They were standing in the gate of the house of Pharaoh, and over there there, were, there, were, there was two lions, that there was no human being that could come closer because of them to the gate of the king, from their fear that they were hunting, praying, everyone they saw until their master, the master of the lions, will come and remove them and will take them. And when they heard that Moshe and Aaron came, so the gatekeeper of the lions set them free, and they put them on the entrance to the gate, and it was the advice of Bil'am, the evil magician, and their other black magicians, advisors of Pharaoh that when Aaron and Moses and Aaron will come to open the gate and then to open the gate means to set the lions free to jump and pray Aaron Moshe and Aaron Moshe Aaron. so Moshe took his staff and aimed it on those lions and when they saw the staff of God they were cheerful and happy and they came towards Moshe they came after him and they were playing in front of him like dogs that are playing with their owners when they're coming back from the field when Pharaoh saw that and his slaves they were terrified from Moshe and Aharon and they told him what is that act how are you doing that and what do you want from us so Moshe and Aaron said, The God of the Hebrews was seen to us and told us to tell you, let, set, send my people, let my people go, and they're going to serve me, worship me. Pharaoh told Moshe and Aaron, Come back in front of me tomorrow, and I'm going to answer to you my answer. And they did so and went out. After that, Pharaoh called all of his wise advisors, Khartoumim, and all the wizards and black magicians, and among them Bil'am as well, the evil man, Bil'am. So the king told them, Pharaoh told them, so and so they said to me, those prophets, 
And Bil'am said, so Bil'am, the evil one, said, How did they came close to the gate and the lions did not pray them? So Pharaoh answered, They came and the lions didn't do anything to them. They were just playing with them like as if they were the ones who were taking care of them. And they were happy with them as dogs that are happy with their masters when they're coming back from the field because they are the ones who raised them since they were young. So Bil'am said, they are different than us. Something is wrong. Send to call them, we need to check them. We need to see what's going on with those people. So messengers went to call Moshe and Aaron and the elder people of Israel. The most eldest and respectful people of Israel came with Moshe and Aharon. And they all came in front of the king and spoke to him exactly as they spoke before. And the staff of God is in the hand of Moshe. So Pharaoh told them, And who is that one that will believe you? Like, why that I believe you? Why should I believe you in what, in what that you're saying? That God revealed himself to you and on. Why that I'm going to listen? So Moshe and Aaron came and they did what that Hashem told them to do. So Aaron threw down to the ground the staff of God in front, in front of Pharaoh. Oh, no, not the staff of Moshe. Not the staff of God. Aaron threw down to the ground his own staff. In front of Pharaoh and in front of his slaves. And it became a tanin. Tanin in Hebrew of today, modern Hebrew, is an alligator, a crocodile. But in the ancient uh, Hebrew, it means a snake. And Pharaoh called the wisest ones. And the, his wise um, advisors and his wizards. And they did so as well. They threw their staffs and they became Taninim crocodiles or probably snakes. But the staff of Aaron stood up, went up and swallowed the staffs of the Egyptians wizards. And Bil'am and his advisors said, there is no wonder in that we're not being like impressed by the fact that your snake swallowed our snakes. Because it's a rule in the world, it's a power of nature, that one animal can swallow another one. That's not an evidence that your God is the God of truth. The fact that your animal that you created from your staff is stronger than ours is not an evidence. If you really want us to know that is the Spirit of God that gave you the power, throw your staff to the ground. And if while your staff is still wood, then it will swallow our staffs. When they are still wood, then we will know that the Spirit of God is with you. After you made your staff to be a snake, 
it's a natural thing that one snake will swallow another. But if you want to show us a miracle, show us that your wooden staff is swallowing our wooden staffs. And they did so. And they threw everyone through their staffs and they became snakes. And after they came back to be as they were in the beginning, means back to be made out of wood, the staff of Aaron swallowed their staffs. Then Pharaoh commanded to bring all the books of Egypt and to look, maybe they will find over there the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the name of God that Moshe and Aaron are, so to speak, claiming to serve. And they looked in all their books and they could not find the name of the true God because they are wrong books. They're books of mistakes. So Pharaoh told them, told Moshe and Aaron, I looked in all my books and I could not find the name of your God. So they told him, Moshe and Aaron told him, Adonai Elohei Ha'ivriim Nikra Aleno. Adonai, that is the God of the Hebrews, he is the one who shown himself to us. So then Pharaoh said, Who is Hashem that I'm going to listen to his voice, that I'm going to follow his commandments? He's not commanding me. Moshe told him, Pharaoh told Pharaoh, he commanded us that we will walk a path of three days into the desert and will worship him, worship our God means that all the nation of Israel will walk into the desert for three days and then in the third day they will worship our God. And we're going to sacrifice a sacrifice to our God in the desert. Because since the day that the people of Israel came to Egypt, we have not sacrificed to our God. And if you will not let us free, horrible troubles and plagues he will send towards you. So Pharaoh told them, told Moshe and Aaron, what is the power and might of that God? So they told him, they answered him, he is the maker of the heavens and earth, light and darkness, sea and dry land, animals Cattles and animals and the whole world is shaking from fear from him. He will take your power and will shove you down to the earth of the ground. Will make you sit on the ground. And Pharaoh was very upset on them. And he said, all the gods will never be able to do what that I was doing. I made the river of the Nile, it belongs to me, and I made myself, Pharaoh claimed. <sighs> Crazy people are not hard to find. So that guy was one of those. He made himself. He owns the Nile, and he made the Nile, and he made himself, created himself. And he was very upset and decided to excommunicate them, to kick them out. 
and he was thinking to himself to make the the labor even harder on the on the people of Israel and therefore Hashem brought plagues on the Egyptians 10 great plagues that are considered as 250 different kinds of plagues next part is an explanation um, on the plagues and I think we're going to continue that Bezat Hashem in a few days. Thank you so much. May Hashem bless you with much happiness and true success in all the holy aspects of your life. Amen. You know me. My name is RDMC with the Muna Project. All the nations with me. Close your eyes. Just breathe. See the truth. Don't chase the fake world. Don't buy the fake news. Be yourself. Your own true self. Don't let no one take our natural wealth. See the good. No fear, no despair. Cherish who that you are. And share. Source of power. From an endless spring. Light up courage. In yourself, you They can kick you down to the ground. Hold yourself up till you are put up your crown. King of the Creator, Holy Soul inside.